Hello everyone, Kathy here, and welcome to our friendship episode. We discuss our earliest memories, fun stories, and even our experiences with toxic friendships. We talk about our mistakes we have made personally, you know, to stay on brand and apologize to certain people that we may have hurt along the way. All in all, the main constant throughout the episode is our great appreciation for good friends who may or may not still be in our lives. We love you and thank you for listening to another episode. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. My uh, my name is Sarah, <laughs> and I'm Kathy, and welcome back to We Made, Made a mistake. mistake. How's your week been, Kathy? It's going good. I wanted to make a little note, though, yes. on our last episodes on birthdays. Mm-hmm. I mentioned that my worst birthday was January 6, 2020. I would like to take that back immediately because that was actually one of my favorite birthdays as well. My friend Tiffany took me to Joshua Tree and mm-hmm. treated me out for a girl's day. Um, oh. I met January 6, 2021 was probably for obvious my reasons. worst day. <laughs> um, but yeah, welcome to this one. Per- personally, though, um, you know, I know obviously that was the worst of days for a lot of the whole insurrection Mm -hmm. political atmosphere what was going on at the time but i have to say i've been on cloud nine for like the Mm -hmm. last week it's looking up january is looking kind of shiny (laughs) (laughs) and i i mean we're not ignorant like obviously we know this isn't like the cure-all we have a lot of work ahead of us but Mm -hmm. i just feel like we're not gonna walk out of the door and whip out our mask and start making out with everyone because the virus is gone and everything is gray there's no racism exactly we definitely understand that that's not the case right i just feel like we're on the right path now Mm -hmm. for like the actual work to happen yes and i just feel so hopeful and happy and the fashion, yes. the inauguration looks mm-hmm. where mm. Lady Gaga serving Hunger Games realness. <laughs> and uh, Dr. Jill Biden serving us some Elsa yes. vibes. And uh, Michelle. The, and Barney's mittens. Oh, the mittens? Oh, my God. Yes. I've been having a lot of fun with all of those memes. Jim yes. asked me what I want for my birthday, and – there's like this sweatshirt that has the burn like Bernie on it, and mm-hmm. it says like Bernie, uh, feel a burn or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, I need that sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Are you serious? And I was like, Yes. yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just it's a new day. Yes. And I'm feeling really good. And we're ready. We're ready to, to party, party with the. How many times Which is this episode? <laughs> uh, oh, that yeah, yes. that, that's very on brand for this this yes. episode. So this episode is going to be about friendships. So I think the best way to start this is how we met. Yes, Which, I don't. <laughs> both of us had to kind of like admit to each other we don't really remember. Yeah, <laughs> I know we met in an English class. Yes, we, like we said before, and then we just became friends mm-hmm. yeah it was definitely um yeah mrs mrs niece's english class brought mm-hmm. us together and you were friends with ashley yeah who was our guest speaker a couple of episodes back 
um, first. And mm-hmm. so Ashley was kind of like my gateway to you. Yes. And then I feel like we bonded from our other friend, Julie. Yes. We just like became like this power group. Power rangers. Group. Yeah. Power rangers. <laughs> <laughs> and look at us now. I call the pink one. <laughs> Oh my god, that was sorry. Just a side note. That reminds me of the show that we've been watching, Bling Empire. Okay. Andrew I'm, is the, the is a mm, dick. First of all, yeah, he's a yes. huge dick. He's the like kind of abusive boyfriend. No, he of, is. He's mentally abusive. I don't know yeah. how he is behind closed doors, but mm-hmm. I am not a fan and at he, all. And how that relates to Power Rangers is apparently he was the red Power Ranger in some like TV yeah. thing. So mm-hmm. We hate him. Yeah. Fuck you, <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> fuck you, Andrew. <laughs> um, I feel like we're going to be talking about Power Rangers this episode. <laughs> I, I, one of my earlier uh, friendship memories ha- has to do with Power Rangers. <laughs> That's actually a great segue for two. Yeah. Um, so one of my very first memories ever is – Celebrating Halloween mm-hmm. at my pre-K daycare, which was in a business park in Maramesa. And they took all of the kids to visit, like, the neighboring businesses in the business park. Yes. And it was, like, trick-or-treating. Like, we go to these businesses and they'd give us candy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were buddied up. And I was holding hands with my buddy, who was also my friend because our mothers were best friends and they worked together. Um, we were the same age. I honestly don't really remember like connecting with him or what we would talk about. Like at four years old, do you even really connect? No. (laughs) Um, but I remember being just like a very anxious child. I still am (laughs) very anxious. Um, I was incredibly attached to my mom and I just remember vividly experiencing a lot of separation distress from her. So I think it was just comforting to have this like person that I knew to like attach to Mm -hmm. while, you know, she was at work and I was away from her. Um, Wow. Am I like damaged? Just saying that out loud. Um, And our next guest star is Sarah's mom. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, just a side note about that pre-K. Yeah. I hated that place because not only was it a daily reminder of my mom leaving me, (laughs) but I used to sit like crisscross applesauce, Mm -hmm. like during reading time or whatever the bullshit activities they would have. That was always uncomfortable for me. I do have to say. What? Even to this day, I still sit crisscross. I don't know. Maybe something's wrong with my knobby knees or something. (laughs) I'll sit crisscross like on the couch while I'm watching TV. Does that make me a monster? Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I would sit crisscross. And, like, I would tuck – I would do this thing where i tuck my hands, like, in between my legs because it was just, like, warm mm-hmm. and soft and, like, comfy, you know? Uh, and they would make me feel, like, so bad and dirty because these counselors would tell me that I was, like, being inappropriate by, like, putting my hands in there. And, like, I remember one time I was sitting You're like that. You're four years old. I know. I know. <laughs> I was sitting like that and, like, a teacher, a teacher told me, like, stop touching yourself. And then moving forward, she made me sit on my hands. Like, all the other kids would be, like, sitting normally, you know, whatever. And then I would be over here with my legs crossed, like, forced to sit with my hands under my butt. And it was just such a mortifying experience. And shame on you because 
I was basically a fucking toddler. I didn't even know what masturbation or touching yourself was. Just stop sexualizing and slut shaming children is all I have to say. Um, And it, it was kind of ironic too, because the kids bathroom at this place had no stalls. I, I'm not sure why. Like, it was probably, a, like, a safety thing. Yeah. Um, but they just had, like, a few toilets spaced apart in an open room. And we would literally be pants down, peeing next to each other. Like, and- high-fiving <laughs> each other. Like, yeah, like, let me look at your shit, We would just Charlie. turn and, and look to the kid next to us with the pa- their pa- pants around their ankles, yeah. you know. And, like, you have the nerve to give me shit for how I sit. Like, fuck off. <laughs> Sorry, that was a huge side <laughs> tangent. What about you? <laughs> I don't remember too much early wise, but I had kind of the same thing. Like you're forced to be with friends with this person because your parents are friends with their mm-hmm. parents. Mm-hmm. Um, his name was Herbie. Cool. And I remember that um, I walked in on him peeing and he like slammed the door. And I remember him being like, I'm in here. <laughs> and I saw him standing up peeing. Yeah, yeah. So I tried standing up peeing was this, a couple times. Was this like the beginning of your feminist? <laughs> You're like, okay, if if he gets to stand, I get to peeing, stand. then I get to. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so that was one of them. And the other one was kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Um, I was friends with this girl named Davina. And our, when we first met, she, like, assigned me a boyfriend. Like, she was like, I'm boyfriend. My boyfriend's going to be Brian. Your boyfriend's going to be Kyle. Hi, my name is Davina. <laughs> and that's, yeah, that, those are my earliest memories of becoming friends with someone. <laughs> I feel like that's classic, like, kid behavior. Yeah, like, you the pretend <laughs> wedding. And yes. then, like, you just nonchalantly break up with them. Like, I'm going to be with someone else today. <laughs> he has yeah. better snacks. It's not like, you, it's me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> So I was like a serial young friendship person, but I was I was in like monogamous friendships for the first 10 years of my life. So I would have one friend at a time and they would basically be my entire world. And I'd like put everything that I had into that one friendship. Um, and one of the very best friends that I had, her name was Jade. I've talked about her before. She's the one whose scooter I wrecked on Christmas morning or whatever. The friendship ended right after that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Actually, I, I, we kind of fell off after that. So that's not entirely false. Um, but, oh, my God. She was so popular and she was so pretty. And I was just this chubby nerd kid. And I had Marvin the Martian glasses. <laughs> she was seriously the nicest, sweetest person I knew, and we were so close, and I couldn't believe she wanted to be my friend, Aww. but we we drifted mm-hmm. after the <laughs> the scooter incident. Um, Should we go pull up to her house with, like, a, a scooter? <laughs> like, beep, beep, and it's like, it has, like, a red bow on it. COVID, yeah. just like... <laughs> Oh my god. Maybe if we make it big, I'll buy her a scooter. Okay. Yeah. Um, but we'd see each other like periodically over the years mm-hmm. after that, like for birthday parties and whatnot. But eventually we lost contact altogether. But I'll never forget the kindness that she mm-hmm. displayed. Um and then I met a new friend after that whom I spent 
like basically entire summers with. And I had a lot of fun with her, but that that experience was also like walking on eggshells because she was very spoiled. She was a huge brat and would like openly disrespect her mom. She threw tantrums often. She was really possessive over me and like our friendship. She didn't like it when I would talk to other girls or try to make new friends. And eventually we just kind of grew apart. Then I had a dear, dear friend, Brittany, who was really like a sister. We did absolutely everything together. And then she moved to Florida when I was in fourth grade, which just shattered me. (laughs) Um, And shortly after that, uh, I met Julie, which is a mutual friend of Kathy and I. Um, She was new to my elementary school in fourth grade. We were in the same class. And I can't exactly remember. I was texting her earlier today, like trying to figure it out. Either our teacher like paired us together mm-hmm. or we just mutually bonded over the fact that that same teacher was like kind of a huge bitch, <laughs> like not very nice. Um, but that would be the start of the most enduring friendship I've ever had. Like yeah. it's been almost 20 years now. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that, that like, feels weird. That ages me. You old. <laughs> um, hundreds of beautiful memories together, some of which I will be getting into later. Mm-hmm. We love you, Julie. Love you. <laughs> what about you, Kathy? I think a majority of my like stories are from after high school with friends or like ending of high school. A lot of my friends moved like in elementary mm-hmm. and middle school so that was unfortunate but again same with you like I kind of fell into a new wave of friends that I feel like are my solidified mm-hmm. group um mm-hmm. I would say I actually don't remember that <laughs> I was like oh, Sarah has so many let me go think of some um Mine would be, like, my friendship with, like, Ashley. I, mm-hmm. I think it's random. Like, I feel like it it came about in a form of laziness. <laughs> like, we met in cross country and we both didn't want to run. But I think we, like, partnered up and were just, like, damn it. I was, like, oh, she's going to run the whole time. And I think she probably thought the same thing. And oh, then we yeah, ended yeah. up going to Petco. <laughs> so that was nice. <laughs> um, Yeah. Just, like, I think ASB and cross country. And then – at work is where I met like a lot of my friends that I'm very close to today. Mm-hmm. Like my friendship with David, we met at work and um, I remember at first I thought he was like this health nut because he always ate like celery and carrots and he ran marathons Ugh. and I'm just like, oh, this guy's too Hate good. Him. And he was like the <laughs> new guy and he had like, he was able to wear these cute bow ties. Yeah. And then we bonded because there was this cute guy I think in line and we like he gave me a side eye and then we like bonded over that (laughs) and then we went out and that was fun so yeah I think a lot of my friendships started off with like seeing moments of vulnerability yeah just like a mutual connection yeah yeah so yeah that's beautiful (laughs) do you have any like particularly funny memories from your friendships over the years no they're um, they're they're all serious (laughs) yeah I think a lot of like stuff that happens. I mean, at work, I've mm-hmm. met again a lot of my friendships. I think there was a lot of bonding that happened because mm-hmm. you connect in some type of traumatic, like something happened to you in your lives, and you're just yeah. like, "Me too." Oh, that's mm-hmm. great. Let's go 
drink about let's drink <laughs> like, let's our drink. problems away. <laughs> I don't want to sound like an alcoholic. Let's drink until but... we forget it. <laughs> yeah. And then I think I do gravitate towards like the people that are very like loud and mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like I probably have stories, but I'll be honest, guys, I didn't really prep for this episode. <laughs> I was like, Sarah's probably going to say something and I'll just piggyback on her. So. I No, I feel like I got so deep in my – like when I was preparing, mm-hmm. it was almost like a therapy session because yeah. I was recalling memories that I haven't thought about in years. Mm-hmm. And it some of them made me feel very shameful, but most of them just made me feel really good. Yeah. You know, Ka- Kathy and I are in a group chat with like some other friends from high school and mm-hmm. we were like – talking about some of those memories today in the chat and it was just like really nice you know no no it's it is to kind I of reflect like, back and see how far we've come yeah you know? and I think just the podcast is pretty new so I'm I'm comfortable but I feel like I'm not super super comfortable yet where I can be like okay bitches this is what happened and how we bonded <laughs> um so we'll get there but mm-hmm. um I love I love you all <laughs> well I have a couple of funny Ooh, I'm ready memories. I'm probably going to piggyback on yours. <laughs> so uh, at the time, I just want to preface this by saying these weren't funny at all. They were actually pretty traumatic <laughs> to me. Um, but looking back, I'm glad that they happened. Like it's definitely something I can laugh on and and kind of like reminisce and view with joy today. Yeah. Uh, so first one was there's a few things you should know before I begin this story. I was a sleepover failure. Um, I tried many times to sleep over at friends' houses. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't do it. I didn't have it in me. I was so homesick. I couldn't sleep. Um, every sleepover would basically end like halfway through the night with a phone call to my mom to come pick me up. Mm-hmm. Like, or I was like crying hysterically because I missed my mom. Like, I remember <laughs> I tried to go to sleepaway, like safety patrol camp yeah. one year I think it was in elementary still, like fifth grade maybe. And I thought I could do it. Like my uh, mom, having had so many failed experiences, my even my mom was like, are you sure you really want to do yeah. this? And I was like, I can do it, mom. Like <laughs> I can be with – I can be I a can big sleep. kid. I can sleep. I can And I think it was, it was in the mountains. It was like Palomar Mountain yeah. or something like that. And so I did it, but I was just a Miserable. mess the entire oh, no. time. Cried every single day. But there, there were these girls who we, like, bonded over that. And we would just, like, cry ourselves to sleep every night. <laughs> little circle. But I think I needed that experience because after that, I I could do it. You know, yeah. like, I think I just needed to get over that hump and, like, prove to myself, like, just make it through the night. Yeah. And, you know. I feel like you're lucky that you were able to. I think my mom was um, – she didn't let me do sleepovers mm-hmm. when I was younger. I felt like if – I did want to do a sleepover. She had to know like the social security of the yeah. parents. She needed to know the timing of like mm-hmm. what exactly we were doing, what movies we were watching. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when I finally did my first sleepover, I just felt like we need to do something crazy. Let's prank call because I wanted to like <laughs> rebel. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Because I had other friends too whose parents were like that. Yeah, My mom was like pushing me out the door. She's like, please, <laughs> please go to a sleepover. <laughs> And I just – I felt like she was just so disappointed in me every time oh, I no. couldn't make it through the night. Um, but anyway. You probably so, would have loved to have, like, my mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. You'd be like, she'll be like, it's dangerous, Sarah. And you'll be like, I know. I told my 
<laughs> our anxiety would like feed off Imagine. each other. Um, but yeah, so you guys, I couldn't, I, I just couldn't sleep over for the life of me. Um, I hated pecans with a passion, another fun fact. And when I was younger, I would cry so hard that I'd make myself puke. So just a few fun facts before I get into the story, because all of them are involved. Um, on this one particular occasion, I was probably eight or nine at the time. Again, tried to sleep over at a friend's house whose mom had given us pistachio ice cream with pecans right before bed. And um, it's funny what we think as kids, because I thought that if I – if I told her I didn't like pecans, like I didn't want the ice cream, mm-hmm. I would like offend her ancestors. <laughs> like I, I was so aware of being like a polite child. Yeah. Almost as if she had like churned the ice cream herself. But I, I don't know. We think crazy things. <laughs> she was like churning. was like, Sarah Maroon is coming <laughs> and I want to make sure that this is her. Yes. But I was so fearful of like coming off as rude. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I didn't tell her that like I had – a disdain for p- pecans, yeah. you know, I, I ate the ice cream and I remember like choking it down at moments. Like I remember like gagging on yeah. it as I was eating it. It was just so awful. Um, so get the ice cream down. We go to bed. A few hours later, I wake up and my friend isn't in the room. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what happened to her. If she like went and slept with her mom, whatever, mm-hmm. she wasn't there. I start panicking and thinking about my own mother and what naturally follows is like a fit of hysterics, crying, missing her. And you can probably guess what happens next. I um, start to get nauseous. (laughs) Uh, I run to the bathroom, but I don't quite make it in time. And I projectile vomit all over the bathroom. (laughs) I mean, like everywhere except for the toilet. It's on the walls. It's on the mirror the floor um fear sets in (laughs) and I'm like okay now I gotta actually like confront this like I can't just leave a bathroom of puke like I gotta (laughs) tell someone um not knowing where my friend is I go downstairs and her stepdad is watching tv on the couch so I I tell him like "Eh, an accident (laughs) It, I feel like that's how we talk to little kids. <laughs> Everything's um, elongated with like little vibrations. Um, um, excuse me, um, Mister, I had an accident. <laughs> I swear that's how it came out. Um, he's like, okay, what kind? And I was like, I threw him up. <laughs> and we walk to the bathroom together, and this poor man sees the mess I made, doesn't react, doesn't raise his voice, isn't angry. He just immediately starts cleaning it up. No questions asked. Mm -hmm. Didn't make me feel an ounce of guilt over it. It's just so nice. And instead is asking questions about my life while mopping up my puke. (laughs) Like, so do you have any brothers or sisters? Like, he's just so genuine. And I just have to thank him because that (laughs) that could have been a moment where, you know, easily he could have – you know, flown off the handle. Yeah. I I might as an adult, like speaking from an adult I feel like if a kid though was made like an innocent mistake. Uh, I mean, I don't if know. you shit it everywhere. My do- when my dog shits mad. in the house by accident, yeah. I'm pretty upset about but it. But shitting, I feel like it's different from vomiting. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. And at least there was like pistachio, so maybe the scent was a little bit. <laughs> it was fragrant. <laughs> the aroma was decent. Oh, God. So that was my first, uh, 
you know, memory that mm-hmm. comes to mind when I think funny stories. Another one, I was at Julie's house and at the time she had a three-year-old cousin. We were playing with him and at some point he ended up with a ping pong paddle in his hand. Don't ask me how, I, I don't even remember her having a ping pong table. He just ended <laughs> up with a paddle in his hand. Um, he ends up launching the paddle like full speed at my face. And within seconds, I have like a contusion on my forehead. I'm bawling, crying. I have an immediate headache. Julie's mom is like trying to comfort me. And she like, she asks me not to tell my mom under the guise of like bribing me with this meal at Soup Plantation, (laughs) which I agree to because who doesn't love Soup Plantation at like 10 years old? Um, And then when she eventually drops me off at my mom's house, the second I walk in the door and I see my mom's face, I'm in tears. I confess what happens. I don't remember anything after that. Like, I don't, I think my mom just honestly probably laughed and yeah. like, it wasn't a thing. Like, it wasn't a confrontation. Like, you know. Yeah. What, what are you going to do? It. Like, it, it's a three-year-old child. <laughs> <laughs> they do shit. Um, but yeah, that was the other story I have. That's cute. <laughs> so... Some of the nice things about friendships, it's made me believe in the concept of soulmates. Like, yes. I, I like really believe in soulmates to like a friendship degree. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely feel like so many people I've met were brought into my life for a reason, whether it was just temporary to like yeah. teach me something or something more substantial that has withstood time yeah experience and I think I have always been a cynic with the idea of just having that just one significant person is your soulmate Mm -hmm. out of every out of seven billion people I just feel like that's not Mm -hmm. as realistic but the Mm -hmm. idea of that people come into your life and are supposed to be there and just because you're not friends with them anymore doesn't make them less right Uh, but they were just supposed to be with you at that point of your life exactly and then you can grow and then now on to the next. Oh, okay, that sounds beautiful. kind of mean. But no, but I just <laughs> <laughs> next. No, but like I got what I needed from you. <laughs> Bye. But I think like I think an example would be like in college I was friends with this one girl and we're not we don't talk at all anymore. I mean mm-hmm. we like each other's stuff on Instagram and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But we were pretty close in college. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I wouldn't have been in any other way. Like college was my experience with her it was amazing and mm-hmm. great we're no longer friends but I needed her at that time because she was very like she was like the hype man like we got this Kathy blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. and so I am very grateful for that and same thing with all the other friends that have come and go yeah like some of those moments for me um feeling like it was destiny that I met this mm-hmm. person when I took journalism in middle school and I met our mutual best friend, Ashley, like, yeah, I, oh my God, it terrifies me sometimes to think about my life. And like, if I hadn't taken that as an elective mm-hmm. in my, you know, seventh grade year, and I, I don't, I'm confident to say that I don't think I would have met Ashley, yeah. or at least I would have known about her, but we wouldn't have had the relationship to the degree that we have it today. I feel like some things have to have happened in order mm-hmm. to meet, like mine, I, I know we talked about cross country or I have Mm -hmm. but it's like the only reason I was in cross country is because I felt I had to join a sport Mm -hmm. um I couldn't afford cheer or all of that but I heard cross country no one got cut (laughs) (laughs) 
So I was in that sport, and that's how I met everyone. So inclusive. And it was just such, like, a nice bond because a mm. lot of people had the same mentality yeah. in it, too. Like, this is just, like, uh, we can say we're in a sport. We yeah. can get a jacket <laughs> with our names on it. The Letterman's, though. Yeah. Yeah. Another one was um, – although softball was cool mm-hmm. and – it was, it was kind of whatever for me. Like, I was never good or particularly enjoyed the sport itself. Um, I consider it so worth it because it led me to my friendship with Kelly, who's yeah. another mutual friend of ours. Um, even the painful experience of my best friend, Brittany, I mentioned before, moving away, it created such a huge void in my life at the time to where – I was open to another friendship. And then I met Julie right after that. Yeah. Um, so I just, you know, I, I feel like some things are meant to happen. And even though, it, you know, there might be negative experiences, mm-hmm. there's always like a silver lining to it, you know? Yeah. And so I'm no longer in this industry anymore, but I was in banking and I mm-hmm. hated it. <laughs> and again, back – I talked about him earlier, but it's like – at work, I feel like you need those people in there to mm-hmm. just, like, make you feel like it's worth it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. David was definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also my my previous job, um, that's how I met my friend Ambry. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I was such a shy little, like, assistant at that time. And she kind of just, like, pulled me out and just, like, oh, made Broke you out of yeah, your shell Yeah, she broke me out of bit. my shell. And then I just turned into this person that – Honestly, I love. So yeah. I feel like you need to have those people to be the building blocks. Of, like you need to be a sponge in your or friendship sometimes to yeah. just like become this new person. So. No, I really agree. Like I really believe the reason I am who I am today is because of my friendships. And I know mm-hmm. there's a lot of factors that go into like nature, nurture, whatever. But my friends yeah, like primarily have contributed to who I am as a person. And it just – it messes with me sometimes because I think of how different my life could be if I'd never met some of these pivotal people. Mm-hmm. And I just feel forever grateful and indebted to them. And it reminds me of this quote I I hear. I don't know who it's by, but have you ever heard of this? You're always one decision away from a totally different life. And it, like, almost gives me, like, shivers. Yeah. <laughs> I think friends are just a mirror of yourself in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, I can confidently say with a freaking superlative <laughs> that they are the best people in my life. And yeah. I'm pretty skeptical with a lot of things, including if I'm making the right moves and choices in my life, especially now, like almost being 30. Mm-hmm. However, seeing how fucking amazing and wholesome my friends have been, yes. it just makes me feel like I'm at least doing something right in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and they gr- they really ground me yeah. like, so much, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's like no matter what. Like, I can't what, believe you're mine. Like I can't I believe know. you're one of my friends. Like, yeah. And it, they just have this effect no matter what I'm going through. I I feel like I can go to any one of you guys mm-hmm. and I would never feel an ounce of judgment. Yeah. And I, it's just like my friends are my safe place, mm-hmm. you know. I can be vulnerable. You can pee and talk to them at the same time. And everything's I, fine. No, honestly, that's Fart contests are fine. I can't <laughs> even tell you how many times I've sent, like, pictures of myself or videos to my friends of me on the toilet. Like, yeah. <laughs> and that if that's not complete vulnerability, I don't know what it is. Yeah. 
And I feel like we couldn't talk about our amazing friendships without also touching on some of our toxic ones. Mm -hmm. So I do feel (laughs) – although I am really fortunate for the quality friendships I've had, Mm -hmm. we both have had our experiences with toxic people. Yes. Um, And I feel like it just kind of provides like that stark contrast between the two. And it's that that's taught me what a genuine friendship is and what it represents, how it's supposed to make you feel. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think with a toxic friendship too, like the breakup of a toxic friendship is mm-hmm. different and sometimes a lot – it could be harder in a way mm-hmm. than breaking up with a significant other just because with breaking up with a significant other, there's like clear signs like you mm-hmm. cheated, done. You – I'm no longer in love with you, done. <laughs> Versus I feel like a toxic friendship, it makes it – a. it's like a lot more gray if that makes sense. And- yeah, and I, I do feel like it's more offensive. Like yeah. you're telling the person like – I don't want to have drinks with you anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't like how you make me feel. Yeah. And I know that's how a lot of relationships end too, but mm. there's – some. yeah, it's I agree. There's something different. There's something more challenging about ending a friendship rather mm-hmm. than a relationship. I feel like with a lot of rela- like, you know, significant other relationships, like you expect it to end yeah. after certain things. Whereas friendships, it's like – you know, and I know sometimes with a significant other, mm-hmm. sometimes you do have mutual friends, so mm-hmm. that can be hard. But I feel like with a friendship, usually you do have like that baseline of all the same friends, and so yeah. it's just like I don't want to hang out with that person anymore. It's just gonna make hangouts a little bit awkward. awkward. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and I think also mm-hmm. a toxic friendship could also be your first exposure to codependency because mm-hmm. that's when you first start like really young Mm, um so i think that is a toxic thing absolutely (laughs) yeah i've it it's actually um kind of funny because we have toxic experiences with the same but with the same person and we yeah it was Mm -hmm. pretty shocking too because we were going over this episode Mm -hmm. and then we're like oh my gosh i literally have the same story Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so do you want to start? Yeah. <laughs> so I've talked before about how I've had a bit of an evolution between seventh and eighth grade. I used to be the chubby girl with glasses and a rolly backpack and was made fun of mercilessly. And I went to middle school with this chick and she was – She gets deemed chick. A chick, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, we're pre- – well, I don't know why I'm protecting certain people, but I'm not going to use names of yeah. certain people in this episode. Um, but she would, you know, be an active participant in the bullying and was just generally kind of an unkind person. Um, however, she was also one of the first people to befriend me the following year once I lost weight, I got contacts, mm-hmm. the Jansport I mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> so... She was really popular at the time, and I was still very naive. And, you know, it was just this kind of dynamic. Like, I felt really special that she would – that's our food. (laughs) Pause for a second. And we're back. Um, So I was saying that, you know, I I felt special that she was selecting me to spend time with because she was considered, you know, a popular person in school. Mm -hmm. Um, and although we did have fun and we shared some memorable moments, much of our friendship 
was kind of peppered with this undertone of negativity. She loved to gossip. She loved talking shit about other people, even people that she considered best friends. And I just remember thinking at one point, like, what does she say about me when I'm not there to defend myself? And one of the last times we ever hung out, I was just straight up not having a good time. And it was like this feeling I couldn't wait for the hangout to end and to go home, which was a pivotal moment for me. It was kind of reminiscent of the friendship I talked about earlier and that I felt like this relationship had reached, you know, an expiration point because it stopped bringing me joy completely. Yeah. That kind of reminds me of Marie Kondo. (laughs) Have you seen her Netflix special? Yeah, you can hold it. If it doesn't bring you joy, get rid of it. (laughs) Thanks, Marie. Um, But I I didn't want – I didn't want to like – I didn't want to be with someone who drained me and like I associate with toxic energy. Yeah. But that's not to say that we're perfect either. Like I've definitely had toxic moments myself. Oh, for sure. I think like jealousy plays in Mm -hmm. uh, especially – I'm trying to think of stuff. Sorry, we just we just <laughs> ate. We're perfect. We're perfect. Um, no, I, I feel like there have been times where I've been the toxic one. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I just so badly wanted to be liked that I would go along with things that I knew was wrong or that I didn't want to do. Yeah, like okay. I didn't have a voice or I've I done would that avoid too. confrontation. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh at jokes at the expense of others. Mm-hmm. Um I have hung out with people who had questionable intentions, like they stole and did drugs and like I would enable those yeah. things because, you know, the sense of community and camaraderie, <laughs> like not not that I not that I was a druggie or anything like yeah. that, but just like I didn't want to be alone, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it, it it was either like be with this group of people who did those things and just kind of like passively sit there and let them do it in like the backseat of your car or just (laughs) be the nerd who is like, no, you can't do that. (laughs) Even though today I would be that person. Yeah. But I wasn't – I didn't have that sense of like self-assurance at the time, you know, to Mm -hmm. like just stand up to shit. And then also like I said – or we said earlier how your friendships are a reflection of you. Mm -hmm. So I think same thing goes with toxic friendships. I mean, Mm -hmm. the toxic friend could also bring out the toxic in you and same vice versa. So sometimes it's good to just like cut it off. For sure. Mm -hmm. Because I've had friendships that started off great and then we start growing apart Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. then like you just realize you become very toxic like – I hate the person I am with you <laughs> and you, that person probably feels the same way. So I think just cutting it out is the best. Yeah. And I feel whether it's uh, like a romantic relationship or a friendship, mm-hmm. you know, it's toxic when you don't bring the best out in each other. Like yes. when you become ugly around each other, you know, it's time to cut that mm-hmm. fish off. My experience with that same person was the older year. So Sarah had this person when she was in grade school. And middle then school. Middle school, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I got this person. Um, <laughs> like we, I inherited <laughs> I, I inherited, inherited her from me. <laughs> um, right during college, like beginning stages of college. Mm-hmm. And same thing, I mean, everyone thought she was like 
the shit, like super hot, really cool, and she liked sports. She was the guy's girl, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and then I became friends with her through a mutual friend that I loved. Like she's – the mutual friend is one of my best friends. And I just remember thinking, okay, well, if all these other people like you, then I should like you too. But there was just so many moments where I knew that I wasn't my true self, like the stuff that would come out of – her mouth, like I just did not agree with to the point where like looking back, I shouldn't, I should have just left. Mm-hmm. Um, I think anything to deal with racism, <laughs> I'll just be honest, like, yeah, well, that's racism, a big one. Yeah. yeah, anything to deal with hate mm-hmm. or just that I – Or just like being a bully. You yeah. Know? And that was a big thing, being a bully. And at the same time, look at where we're at. We're in freaking college. It's mm-hmm. like – why am I going to be a bully to someone? Yeah. Like I can – yeah. It was just – it was too much and I I felt really That's bad. childish. Yeah. Shit, and yeah. I did have – I felt really bad on how I stopped being friends with her in a way. Like my other friend kind of just ghosted her and then I kind of just followed suit. Followed suit <laughs> and um, But now I'm just like, you know what? <laughs> I don't feel bad anymore. Yeah. So – I hope don't. she's well, but goodbye. <laughs> and good riddance. I know. Um, so what are some characteristics of of good friends that you look for? I feel like if you can just look at each other across the room or you say like little code words and you just know the whole story. Like yeah. if I looked at you, Sarah, and I was like, bitch. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> and gave you a little side eye, you'll be like, oh, mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. When you um, can communicate with a single look, that's a pretty special Yes, person. that's pretty big. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the vulnerability aspect mm-hmm. that I can just tell you everything. Mm-hmm. Like we can start the conversation and I tell you the most shit news and then I end <laughs> it with amazingness. Yeah. Um, I want the spectrum of friendship to just to be like boundless. <laughs> yeah. So. And I, I feel like when someone's like – this is kind of a general um, – thing to say but when they're a good hang like mm-hmm. you can just have fun with them yeah and like you know just n- no inhibitions and you don't feel like afraid to be yourself or to talk about certain things mm-hmm. and or there's no fear of what you said like being vulnerable with them yeah and you know they they're kind of like this magnet like you just feel op- they're open mm-hmm. and, and like you're are excited mm-hmm. i think it's also we don't all hang out a lot like we did in high school mm-hmm. so it's like the fact that i'll have it on my calendar like okay on wednesdays we're gonna hang out or wednesdays we're gonna do a zoom call i think it's just like monday and tuesday i'm kind of like hyping myself up like oh my gosh i'm gonna yeah. see my friends mm-hmm. and um i think that was another thing with the toxic friendships um again I, and that girl isn't the only one so i don't want to just put it all on her but there mm-hmm. were friendships where like i wasn't as excited mm-hmm. and it doesn't even have to be toxic just the ones like you're not as excited for yeah. <laughs> just in general <laughs> So they're just kind of lackluster. Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes a difference from uh, like a true friendship versus just like someone like a casual acquaintance. Mm -hmm. So another another one that just came to me is when you can be a total weirdo with someone. Like it's like, like, does my shit look weird? And you take a picture of it and you send it over. <laughs> or that too, yes. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You could just like act crazy and like mm-hmm. say really out there things. Yeah, like, like the voice message. Like you voice just, like, message, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
and they're totally like arms wide open accepting of it and they participate in the weirdness that's kind of the best feeling yeah Yeah. and i oh my friends have seen me do some crazy shit so i'm thank you for (laughs) being there (laughs) what about um making friends while while we're adults has that been challenging it has i mean i i don't have like this i can't have any more friends like a max capacity of friendship but Mm -hmm. it is like if it happens Mm -hmm. cool but Mm -hmm. i think um i don't see it as much again work is probably my main place of new friendships yeah um i have done like the meetup groups the app um Mm -hmm. i have gone to like some group therapy sessions where Mm -hmm. i'm not super close with these people but we'll like text each other every now and then be like how are you and Mm -hmm. i don't know that's nice Mm -hmm. um yeah it's not like i'm gonna roam around a target and meet someone (laughs) so there were a couple of times though where it it gave me hope that i almost met friends at target (laughs) but um anytime I thought it was going to be a friendship um really it was a scam to get me to like join their church or like an LML or to like join their pyramid scheme yeah um how you one uh, I'm going to give you one piece of advice here how you always know it's a pyramid scheme is if they ask you if you're looking to be mentor like if they use the word mentorship mm-hmm. or like oh I'm part of this mentorship program run I know <laughs> if it's very vague I remember mm-hmm. when I wanted like a like side cash yeah like my Robex, my Robex money was not cutting it first job <laughs> experience as well as Sarah's um and there was this table at um, on like the college campus and it said do you want to earn money mm-hmm. and I went and I thought like they would talk to you more about like what what's the product that we're mm-hmm. selling like how am I going to make more money yeah and they gave me a card and then I looked up the number and it was like for Cutco knives and I'm just oh, like oh God. fucking course <laughs> and the, do you remember when we first got into ML like I never did it but I remember uh, on Facebook you would get these random messages yeah. from people and I remember this one guy started messaging me and I thought he was really cute and he's just kept messaging me like do you have time to talk do you have time to talk and I'm like you know what maybe I do and then it was for fucking Cutco knives and I'm like of course (laughs) no yeah I have to agree like I think the most success I've had meeting new friends Mm -hmm. as an adult has been at work Yes. Which makes sense because it's where you spend a majority of your time. And if these people have the power to make the daily stressors of work bearable, mm-hmm. you know they good people. Yes. Yeah. And I had I have some advice that if you do, I know when you first get into a new job, like you kind of are you could be pretty shy or something like that. But mm-hmm. if they invite you out to a happy hour, you go to the happy hour. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Because mm-hmm. this Javier can solidify, like, if you guys are going to be friends after work. And if not, that's totally fine. It'll just be business. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> just say yes to happy hours. <laughs> I agree. I actually have a story in my um, in our mistake section, which we'll get to, that touches on that. Ooh, yes. So highly recommend, you know, always say yes. Be the yes girl. Mm-hmm. Yes, man. But, you know. Unless it gets <laughs> creepy, unless, say no. Unless it crosses the line. Unless it's sexual harassment. Yeah, then go yeah. to HR. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I feel I feel I'm at the point right now where I'm crazy happy with the friendships I have. Mm-hmm. I'm not actively looking 
for new friends, but I also wouldn't be opposed to it if it happened organically. Yeah. You know? And it's also our age to keep in mind, like I, we said it in our last episode that when we're younger, it's kind of like numbers mm-hmm. play a part. Like I need to have a group of people with mm-hmm. me constantly. And then I feel like when you slowly uh, progress in age, you just – you kind Quality of, is more yeah, important than quantity. Yeah, quality definitely. Yeah. And then I feel like honestly the people that I have in my life now are probably going to be the ones that yeah. stay. Exactly. So Life you're long. stuck with You're stuck with that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now <laughs> – Go. And mistake time. <laughs> Where's our mistake high back? <laughs> um, so Sarah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Do you have any mistakes that you felt had happened? <laughs> I feel like Barbara Walters is like dying right now. Just listen. Um, I've had many, um, but we're just going to talk about a few for the sake of time. So I, I do have a couple of apologies I want to start off with. Okay. Okay. So um, the first apology. Uh, so I, I don't know why I'm big on like titling my uh, my notes here. So I'd like to call this one Sleepover Mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> so one time I had a sleepover at my house with the aforementioned friend from young childhood who threw tantrums. I'm just going to call her a tantrum friend. And another girl from elementary whom was beautiful. She had amazing hair. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say her name, but... That that was like one of the most memorable things. If you think it's you, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my tantrum friend vocally disliked this girl. Um, we do the sleepover thing anyways. I didn't give a fuck what she thought. We do the forts. We go to bed. We wake up the next morning. And my mom had discovered like random things missing from throughout the house. Like some of her jewelry was missing. Um, there were some like clothing items, some of my infant brothers, like sensory books, you know, those books like that made sounds and stuff. Mm -hmm. So some of those were missing, like candlesticks were there. Like it was just a random, (laughs) like, I I just can't even explain like how random there was no real, like there was no rhyme or reason. Yeah. No, this was like whatever my hands could get on. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, and so my mom discovered these things were missing. And she thought to look in my friend's bags and she found them in beautiful hair friend's bag. Mm -hmm. And she went the fuck off. She ripped her a new asshole, (laughs) shamed her in front of her mother, immediately demanded she be picked up. Mm -hmm. Um, But I had this feeling at the time and every time I've thought about it since, I'm almost positive that it was not beautiful haired friend. But tantrum friend who was so possessive and jealous to the point where she planted these items in beautiful hair friend's bag to pin the crime on her. Mm -hmm. Um, And like having a grasp on this person and knowing like what she was capable of, I would not put this past her. Mm -hmm. Like even at however young we were, like eight years, seven, eight years old, like I I would not put this past her. and I mean, her tactic obviously worked because m- m- my mom made it clear, like, I could not be friends with beautiful haired girl again. Yeah. Like, she had crossed that point, right? Um, 
But I just want to say this is my open apology to beautiful hair girl. If what I think is true and I'm I'm like I feel it in my heart and soul. In like your gut. Yeah, I it's just like a gut feeling. Like I don't have any evidence. I it's not like I saw a tantrum friend placing the items in in the you know the other girl's bag or whatever. But I'm so sorry you got the heat for what happened. And I'm sorry I didn't say anything mm-hmm. in the moment, even though I had a feeling. And I'm sorry for the effect that may have had on you. Yeah. That sounds really dramatic. She probably like forgot about it and never <laughs> and has never thought about it once. But I, it has stuck with me. But doesn't to this it day. feel good to let it out? Get it off my chest. Yeah. yeah. A little bit. <laughs> to our 21 um, listeners. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know. I, it's like I should apologize to her. And <laughs> I'm too chicken shit though. <laughs> um, <laughs> there was another uh, open apology. I Well, I mean – my friend, I already know, like my my friend Julie. I've already been open with her. <laughs> She's also a beautiful haired girl. She's, yes, very much so. Um, I'd like to call this one the jean jacket debacle. <laughs> so they say that imitation is the highest form of flattery, but apparently, I didn't think that was the case at twelve years old. When my mom took me shopping for school one year at Kohl's, that was like the place to get mm-hmm. your back to school clothes from. Kohl's and Mervyn's. And Mervyn's, yeah. you know. And I got this jean jacket that was just everything to me at the time. I felt so cool. I felt stylish. And when my friend Julie asked me where I got the jacket, I didn't think much of it. But when she literally got the very same jean jacket, that I had, I had basically a nervous breakdown over it. I was so upset. I think we went days without talking. Um, I wrote about it in my diary. I kept the fucking tissue that I used to wipe my tears <laughs> over the situation, folded up on the diary page, like inside my diary. Like I, I, I like stuck it in the diary page, like flattened out oh in the diary. God. Um. Julie, I'm so sorry again about my dramatics over what happened. And what I think we should do is buy matching jean jackets and have a cheesy throwback 90s photo shoot. You know those ones that <gasps> yeah. like back to back? And well, like, Do you remember those like glam shots you take with like a big Crayola yes. or you're yes. like on a freaking slide and it makes yes. no sense? But Julie, let's make rage. it happen. <laughs> let's have um, Kevin, who is our other friend. He's a photographer. Let's have him take the shots. Yeah. We'll yes. make it an inquiry to him so he doesn't know who it is. Okay. And then <laughs> request for glamour shots. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but those were my apologies I mm-hmm. wanted to throw out there. S- sorry, guys. Regretful to this day <laughs> about my behaviors as a child. <laughs> but you live and you learn. Yeah. Right? Do you have any experiences I'm, to that level? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, I, I actually – I have three. So mm-hmm. the first one was the earliest was uh, my best friend – she definitely doesn't listen to this. Um, her name is Ashley, not the one that was our guest star, but like my childhood friend. Okay. So basically would recreate the parent trap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was a year older, so I always like felt I had the need to assert dominance. <laughs> so <laughs> I was I always was the LA Lindsay Lohan in mm-hmm. parent traps. I was like the cool girl. Yeah. Um 
and she was the one from London. But there was one scene where the London girl had the one up, like it was when they were playing a game of poker. Yeah. And so when we would recreate that scene, I was the London girl. <laughs> and I was like a bully in that. And I was like, no, Ashley. I'm going to be the London girl in this part. So you have to recreate the scene where like she loses and she didn't take off her clothes, but she pretended to take off her clothes. And like, this was during our babysitting time. So there was other kids in the mix. And so the little kids too would just, I'll be like, okay, now guys tell to Ashley, like you lose or just like laugh or whatever. It was so mean. Um, And then another bully thing I did with this friend is that, um, I guess her mom's like golden heart necklace broke. Mm-hmm. And so she gave it to Ashley and Ashley wanted to give it to me as a gift. Mm-hmm. And ugh, I feel so bad, but I know we were really young, but still it's, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> but she presented me with this gift mm-hmm. and of the broken necklace. And mm-hmm. I just like fucking went up, like I was mean. Mm-hmm. I just said like, this is broken. <gasps> and oh. I just remember like her little face and, Oh, I just feel so bad to this day. From um, her perspective, she wanted like nothing but to please you. And I was just like, no, <laughs> you just I am her LA just- Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's okay, Ken. Yeah. And then the other two are fairly recent, like not too long ago. I would say like five to 10 years. <laughs> um, this one is to Jay. So my friendship with Jay, he was probably one of my first best guy friends. Mm -hmm. And it happened towards the end of high school and beginning of college. Like we would text each other constantly. Mm -hmm. And in high school, this is when I had the – the um the text plan like it wasn't unlimited mm-hmm. so i would have to jam everything in one text message for the characters before i hit like my maximum of 100 texts per month mm-hmm. which now i have no idea how that would have been possible <laughs> um we have all these inside jokes um and then i felt towards the middle of college i won't get too into it i felt like i wasn't the same person mm-hmm. i was going through like depression and all of that and i just mm-hmm. didn't feel like i was meeting the criteria to be his friend anymore. Like I wasn't the same person. Mm-hmm. Um, and a thing that I'm really bad at is communication. And I admit it. I also to, – it's to the point where I can't – I try to re-listen to our podcast only one more time after just because I can hear my frustration or my flusters and my mm-hmm. stutters and my blabbering. Um, which is ironic because I'm a freaking calm major. <laughs> so it's both my love and my freaking arch nemesis. Um, I get that, like, because I kind of tear myself apart when yeah. I listen back. Like, last episode, I didn't listen back at all because I knew I, it would just be negativity. So I think that's going to be my new thing. We're just, just going to send it off. To I just send it off, and, and we never listen, <laughs> and it's raw. <laughs> but anyway, basically, sorry. I, like, I ghosted this guy who mm-hmm. was an amazing friend. I just wasn't in that mental state anymore, mm-hmm. and I just felt like I, I loved – the time I've had with this person so much that I didn't want to ruin it with Mm -hmm. this new side of me that I Mm -hmm. didn't like. And um, the last time I ran into him, I mean, he looked like he was doing good. I I don't know. I think he's engaged. I'm not 100% sure, but Mm -hmm. um, I'm really, really, really sorry, Jay. Um, He did. I remember the last time I texted him, it was after I denied hanging out Uh, multiple times and he didn't text me back and honestly I understand I uh, like totally understand and I don't feel um I understand why he did that yeah yeah um one more thing about that I 
the part where it hurts me the most is that I remember he called me out for mm-hmm. ghosting him and he was like, Kathy, are we still friends? And again, bad with communication. I just texted back like, yeah, totally. Like, why would you think that? And literally, I just stopped texting him. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, fuck. I, I, yeah. Sorry, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then my other, my last one is 2A. Um, <laughs> I'm still in contact with this person. So mm-hmm. I'm going to try to make this a little bit specific as a test if she's listening. <laughs> um, a mistake that I regret a lot is I let my previous relationship take up almost all my time. And we can talk about that another time. I feel like that's a whole episode in itself. Right, yeah. Um, But me and this friend would hang out multiple times a week, and we would go every Wednesday to this karaoke bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and we tried out all these happy hours. And basically, she w- it was like a therapy session yeah. each time. But it was also really fun and silly. And we only knew each other for a good year. But we mm-hmm. automatically became extremely close. And mm-hmm. she's probably one of the most important people to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I was so embarrassed of the person I became in my relationship that I would make excuses on why I couldn't hang out. And I was no longer that friend, again, that matched to who she knew prior. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same with Jay. Mm-hmm. Um so anyway, long story short, I'm so sorry, A, for being a shitty friend during that time. And I just want to thank you for still being there. I know we don't hang out constantly as before, but you do mean so much to me. And I regret not saying yes to every hangout that we tried to do just because, again, I pass by that karaoke bar sometimes when I drive to pick up some food. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, if it wasn't quarantine. I know. And I hope that someday we can get back to where we were and – um, you'll always be my Lola and I love you. <laughs> I love that's beautiful. But this is just, you know, a testament to to what we're creating here. Like we make mistakes mm-hmm. and we learn from them. Like, you know, shit happens in life and yeah. you know, a lot of the time it makes us better because of it. So I think it shows us a sense of like self-awareness that we're reflecting on these things. Yes. And we want to be to better. Besides our perfection. <laughs> <laughs> but but just like you, I really connected to the whole communication thing because I've always been terrible at keeping in touch with people. Mm-hmm. Like from as early as when um my friend Brittany moved away. You know, I neglected to write or call her as much as I should have. And I still feel so shitty and regretful about that to this day, mm-hmm. even to current current times, like just keeping in regular contact with my my family and friends that I have today. Like I will say, though, the relationships I do have mm-hmm. are the ones that can withstand and endure yes. like lapses in communication. We can go weeks and sometimes months without talking and then pick up right where we left off. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is something that I'd like to work on nonetheless, which is ironic too, because like you said, we're both calm majors yes. <laughs> and we do not view communication as a strong it's straight yeah so and it's like mine is like i think you're pretty good though at communicating like confrontation i feel like you're actually pretty good at it yeah because i feel like sarah's the type of friend where if (laughs) it's like if your food doesn't come out yeah how you how you uh requested it 
Sarah Don't you do guys it. believe I'm going to say something? I remember <laughs> we were at Rubio's one time, yeah. and then my food was taking a little bit longer than everyone else's. And then Sarah was like, I'm going to say something. And I'm like, no, Sarah, it's probably going to come. And then she said something, and then my food came out immediately. Like, you're really good. I'm horrible. I just, like, stop. I'm a letter person. I write uh-huh. letters. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, like, I text and – that's what I want us work on. Yeah. <laughs> so. We're works in progress. Yes. You know. Another thing is um there have been pe- there have been periods in my life where I was struggling with mental health so heavily mm-hmm. that I was not the friend or sister or daughter that I like to be. Girlfriend yeah. too. Mm-hmm. I've been a shitty girlfriend before. Um and like basically I completely isolate myself from everything. Mm-hmm. And um There's a particular time that comes to mind when I had just transferred branches at work and I made friends with one of my new coworkers, Alexis. Hey, girl, shout out. (laughs) Um, And she was just so open and beautiful and welcoming from the very beginning. She was down to hang out always. And she tried so hard to make plans with me, but I wouldn't commit or I'd flake on her because at that time, I was also going through like the most difficult breakup mm-hmm. I've ever experienced in my life. And I was just so desperately depressed. I couldn't even muster the energy for anything besides going to work or being at home in my room with the door closed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I was living at home during this time, like with my mom and my brother. And there were some days where I would go days without speaking to them because I was just so unhappy. I didn't have the energy for literally anyone besides like my own misery. (laughs) Um, And like during that time in my life, I, I had decided to cut out gluten and I ended up losing like 40 pounds. But a huge reason for the weight loss was more so my devastation and like barely eating than actually eliminating gluten. (laughs) Like, so I just (laughs) want to differentiate that. Like, there were some days that I wouldn't eat at all until I got home from work. And then I just have like trail mix for dinner and go to bed. Yeah. So I was, I was super, super flaky at one point in my life. And I just want to apologize to anyone who like bore the brunt of that, you know? I'm still thinking about the 20 pounds that you immediately lost. It was 40. <laughs> 40? <laughs> I don't know. It was like 40 pounds over the course of like five, maybe like five months. Oh, maybe. my gosh. That's a lot. Yeah. That's that's the breakup diet. Yeah. I, I get – I get – I get some people eat more. I – it has the opposite effect. Like when I'm sad, I don't want to eat oh, at all. <laughs> I always want to eat. <laughs> but – um, there's an, there's one more thing I want to touch on and it's not protecting myself. One of the mistakes I've made, I want to just repeat a mantra from our dating episode. You don't owe anybody shit, but this is something that I had to learn the hard way after freely trusting people I didn't know and weren't deserving of my trust or feeling like I had to hang out with people out of obligation rather than desire. Mm-hmm. The older I get, the more I believe in being selfish and protecting my energy and walking away from relationships or saying no to things or people that no longer serve me. Yeah. And so I just want to remind everyone, like, choosing you is an act of self-care. It elevates your own self-worth. 
that's what it means to love yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. I just want to break that stigma. Like, it's okay if you say no from time to time too. So I just want to highlight that. Especially now with like COVID and all of that, I think Mm -hmm. we value our time so much Mm -hmm. more too. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I think right now we're thinking of all the people that we do want to hang out with. And it's like, when the time comes, I know I'm going to put my time towards you guys. Um, yeah, it's okay to say no because that person probably wants to say no back. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like crossing their fingers yes. waiting for the, the excuse to That's come. That's <laughs> like when you see someone that you haven't in a while. Like, mm-hmm. okay, example would be Target. And you mm-hmm. do the whole like, oh my gosh, hey. And you're like, hey, we should hang out sometimes. And, and then, then it never you like In through. your mind, like, we probably aren't, but let's just go with it. And I, sometimes I just want to test it and just be yeah. like, yeah, we should. Let's go freaking do an escape room, just you and me. <laughs> but yeah. Our ASMR section is brought to you by Embarrassing Encounters. What was your embarrassing encounter this week, Kathy? <laughs> um, so I have been shopping on ThreadUp. I've been trying really hard. I've been pretty good these past um, almost two years of mm-hmm. trying to do used clothes just because fast fashion is a horrible industry, guys. <laughs> um, but so on ThreadUp, I've been like splurging a little bit with like brands just because mm-hmm. it's like cheaper. Mm-hmm. So I got myself this coat, mm-hmm. but when I got it in the mail, it says dry cleaning only. And it's I could totally tell it's a, one of those dry cleaning things I can fuck up if I By put it. Yeah. regular, yeah. But I really wanted to wear it, and I know I'm not going to get it dry cleaned. So I I have this bottle of rubbing alcohol, and I just sprayed oh it down. I was like, this is good enough. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Sometimes um, I have – so I have a bunch of, like, little tester, like, uh, roller perfumes from, like, Sephora and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, when you have points and they, like, offer the things at the register or whatever. Um, sometimes if I feel like kind of – you know, a little not smelly per se, but, but I can musty, but not in a good way. Maybe a little musty. Basically, I feel like I could just like judge myself up. <laughs> not only do I apply perfume to you know the wrists and the neck, mm-hmm. but you know I just roll a little bit on my my armpits. I've done that with like Febreze with the clothing clothing on, not like oh, bare armpits, yeah. <laughs> but like with uh, over my clothing. <laughs> Yeah. I've done that with like um house sprays, like Febreze and yeah. stuff. Like Oh, that's a good idea. I'll what like if spray I... it around and I'll just like walk into it. <laughs> like ready for work. <laughs> what if I just took um dryer sheets and like just and started rubbing my Honestly, armpits with them? Yeah. That's not a bad idea. I'm probably gonna add that on to my DIY dry cleaning. I'm just you gonna know... spray with rubbing alcohol, then ended up with dryer sheets. <laughs> dryer sheets after you use them, they still smell great. Yeah. You can just recycle that. Oh, this oh Look Should we start ours. a business? Yeah. They're hunking outside they're hunking for us. They're like, they want yes. us to start it too. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my embarrassing encounter this week was, you know, the, the fact that this episode has resurfaced a lot of memories for me, including the time that Kathy, myself, Julie, and Ashley – Decided to start a YouTube channel. Yes. And post parody music videos. Um, I and think by we, video, we just one. <laughs> no, I think we did two because remember we did Jonas Brothers too? Oh, yes. Um, although I don't know if that one's still on YouTube. It was like on Photo Bucket. Oh, okay. Do you remember never that? Yeah. Yeah. So we have one. <laughs> 
to uh, it, it was uh, Gwen Stefani's Hollaback Girl featuring horrible choreography. I was the choreographer though. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Really? Oh, I'm sorry, Kat. I'm no, but when Sarah was like starting to talk cuz we didn't talk about what our embarrassing counters were and uh-huh. right when she started saying my name I got really excited I'm like what is this about? Yeah. And I'm so proud of this video. I know. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean it is embarrassing. But I'm also kind of proud too, yeah. low key. This is like a humble brag. Uh, so the comments <laughs> that we have gotten. Oh, hold on, hold, oh. hold on. Also, I gag on a banana. I'm yes. just, I'm just trying to preface what's, to, you know, what they should expect. I gag on a banana. Um, and uh, yeah, Kathy's gonna get into it. The, but the comments from the random trolls, yeah. calling us like beach whales and but shit. But keep in mind. <laughs> Any type of publicity is publicity. Oh, God. Okay, so I'll read, like, the top ones that come. Okay. Um, I'm fucking scared. What the hell is wrong with these people these days? From Art Van Maren. I'm calling the names out. Um, uh, <laughs> where are the bad – I Oh, there's one that says she's so fat. Yeah, and I'm just like, okay – um there's lmao yeah that's my favorite stop shaking yo butt in front of the camera you don't have no booty and i kind of be like you don't speak english okay (laughs) so it's you don't have a booty oh there wasn't there one that was like i threw up but it's like i throw like t-h-r-o-u-g-h yeah it's they meant to say i threw up but they spelled it uh through as in like through the wall yeah but you know what hey uh we have thirteen thousand views on it and yeah it's um but okay we might have thirteen thousand views but we have 46 thumbs up and 58 thumbs down (laughs) (laughs) my personal favorite was um okay at one point someone commented that their eyes are bleeding Mm -hmm. although i think that comment was deleted at some point yeah because i remember seeing that one too but um ashley who's in the video uh, decided to clap back in the comment section and she's like, dude, I'm cracking up because I'm the fat ass that y'all haters are talking about in the video. Heart. We just did this for fun years ago. Don't fucking watch it if your eyes are bleeding, dumbass. My God, America, what the fuck happened? <laughs> and then our friend Andrew came in and he said, y'all be good. Up in here. Dang. That's, what does it say? <laughs> dang. T- well, We'll screenshot this. Part. Okay. Yes. <laughs> but thank you to our um, supporters. Thank you to our supporters. And also thank you to our haters. Oh, you're making us stronger. We're going we gonna to come back stronger than ever with our next parody video. Yeah. What is it? My bomb ass choreography. It's probably like something by Lizzo. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. So we can talk all night about um all the friends that we cherish and love but it would literally be long or longer than a freaking titanic vhs set uh-huh. so i'm just gonna do a quick little shout out our perm to chat group you know who you are yes. fat kim tiffany the guy that gives me 10 percent off at the coffee place with my work <laughs> Peter, Juniper, my mommy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Biden, Kamala. Yes. It's Kamala. Ka- Kamala, sorry. 
keep going. We're not redoing this. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I've already. I, why do I feel like I'm on a timer right I know. now? I gotta say it real quick. Bernie um, Spears. <laughs> I feel like there's so many special people that I mentioned in this episode, but my work homies, Jen, Steph, Donald, aka Don Boo, Marissa, Sonia. Um, oh uh, God, I feel like I'm. I'm the children. The, the, the children. Um. Uh. uh Oh God! <laughs> okay, that's it. Okay, um, you know who you are. We Just love everyone. You and bye. Oh, until next time. Bye. Bye.